There's another one you don't want to hear. Frankly, the July. Hello and welcome to episode 79 of the Power Court Hour podcast. Hope you're doing well out there. As always, I'm your host, Anthony Merchant, here with you with your September 2021 rundown of the podcast and uh, first solo episode of the month. Lots of guests this month and uh, really cool ones. I mean, if you've been listening, I mean, I, I kind of, I guess I gush about guests a little bit at the end of uh, every episode. But uh, yeah, like this month, I feel like I've just had a bunch of people on who, uh, I mean, I've been listening to like forever and, uh, you know, it was a good, I, I think a very good month for the podcast. I was pretty happy with uh, with everything. And actually, you haven't even heard every uh, interview that I've done so far. We still have one for you, uh, which would have aired this week, but, uh, you know, and at, at the end of the month, so I thought I'd do the rundown, but uh, next week have one for you from uh, Ryan from 500 Miles to Memphis that I, uh, that I, it feels like it was forever ago. I recorded that with him, I think like two weeks ago. And, uh, it's crazy to think about now, like, like how long it, it, I mean, it feels long, but then it's like, oh, I guess it kind of has been, but, uh, I'm excited to get that one out and everything. But, uh, yeah, hope you're doing well. I was, uh, excited. Like I said, I mean, I've been very stoked that we had guests on. Uh, I enjoy that a lot more. I, I like talking, I like doing this every month, but I also kind of like keeping it to this. Like, I, I don't mind doing solo ones, but, I would much rather have a guest on here, like 100%. So uh, it's been very good for that. But uh, I'm I'm sitting here on a, uh, I was going to say Sunday morning. It's actually a Sunday afternoon, so I'd be lying to you. But uh, this beautiful Sunday afternoon and uh, just kind of getting everything ready for the show, looking at like, you know, new music from the month and uh, just kind of thinking of what I want to talk about and everything. And uh, like outside of, like, I feel like I haven't done much because like really outside of the uh, podcast uh, around here, my neck of the woods, it's uh, fall. Fall is in like the colors haven't changed yet, but weather-wise, it is definitely very fallout. And uh, I've just been hiking a, a ton. I've mentioned on here before, but the North Country Trail, you can do a uh, hundred miles. There's a challenge to do a hundred miles uh, in a year, so you have you have quite a while to do that. Uh, you know, to do that hundred miles. Like I mean, if you live by the North Country Trail, I mean, you could do literally a mile a day for a hundred days, and. Uh, I don't, I don't live a, a minute away, but I do live like, eh, like maybe 40 minutes away from, uh, it's probably like the closest part of it. But anyway, I won't, I won't go long. I, I feel like I talk about it on here sometimes, but I do. I love, I love outside of, uh, doing the show and everything I do. I love, uh, hiking and doing shit like that, but a really, really long trail going from New York to, uh, North Dakota. And, uh, yeah, I've just been kind of doing that. I like the fall weather, been out and, uh, doing that. And that's about it outside of, uh, doing these uh, interviews lately we kicked off we kicked off the month with uh, Greg Eklund and that that interview actually we kicked off the month with it but I did that that would have been like I think maybe like the last week of August I think we originally uh, recorded that and uh, it was great to have him back for a second time uh, that is that is something I really like like having repeat guests because I go like okay like they had fun or something, you know what I mean? Like I didn't, it had to be somewhat okay for them last time. Cause they're coming back. You know what I mean? Like they're not like dodging my emails and messages and stuff. Like it's like, all right. Yeah. Like I'm totally down. Like to come back on actually another one, uh, which I, oh yeah. Because of, uh, when I record this, actually I'll be doing another interview before the end of the month for uh, next month. I will, uh, I'll tell you, cause I'm sure it'll come out. I, I try not to do that with interviews cause things can, things can like fall through and stuff, but, uh, I given it's his third time on the show and, uh, we've confirmed everything and, uh, and, and whatnot and still watch, <laughs> I, I'll look like an idiot. It'll never happen. But, uh, Jeff Cadill of a uh, game face, I'll be interviewing him here in a couple days, uh, for next month. And I'm really excited for that. That's his third time on. And like, that's what I mean. Like when you start having people on that much, it's just more relaxed. You know what I mean? Like, like the first time, including like with, uh, like with Greg, like I was saying too, like, you know, that was the second time on earlier this month. And you know, the first time before I got on the phone with him, I, mess I messaged him a few times, like on Facebook, but, uh, that was about, that was about it for my communication with him. So, I mean, I was very nervous. Cause like, again, I mean, I've been listening to Everclear for years and, uh, you know, outside of that, like, I mean, I'm, I should say I'm new to the Ulaz I and mean, I was definitely, 
I, I learned more about them uh, after I interviewed Greg, but I mean Everclear listening to, I mean, for years and years since I was a child, liter- a literal child, and uh, yeah, had a great time talking to him, but it's like, I mean, a few minutes in, I could tell he was very cool, very like, you know, you could talk to him. He's very relaxed, like laid back down to earth. And uh, but yeah, like when you first talk to him, you're a little nervous because like, oh, like, you know, you're you're from Everclear. And like, I mean, like Game Face, like with Jeff Cadill, it's like, I mean, I I love Game Face. And I remember the first time I had him on kind of, uh, you know, like before having on like like with any interview, you're a little nervous. But when you start talking to him, he's really cool. And it's like, like I said, like by the third time it's basically like a message on Instagram. It's like, Hey dude, like I know you're about to release your, um, he's about to release his first two solo records on a vinyl for the first time, which I thought was very cool. So it's like, you know, you want to come on and talk about that and those records and everything. But, uh, yeah, now, now it's just that it's not like the whole, like, Hey man, like, you know, my name's Anthony. Like I host this show and shit, you know, like I don't have to do that. It's just like, Hey man, like you want to come on and like talk about this? And he's like, yeah, like I'm down, let's do it. You know? So, uh, that's always great. I love having again. If uh, if someone comes on at least for a second time, it, it, it I couldn't have been too shitty the first time. You, you know that that's basically what I'm saying. But uh, yeah, kicking off the month with Greg was uh, very very cool. I mean he he's up there as one of my favorite guests, like hands down. And uh, he will definitely if you've not listened to that episode, that man stays busy. Like he really he he stays so damn busy. And I will I will say too, I've been applying it and. Uh, if you listen to that one, I think one of the best things he does, and, and I said this, it's like, well, there's a few things. Like, to be, I mean, he, like, I forget, he, he said his age. I think he's, like, 51. He's about to turn, like, maybe 51, 52. And, like, you know, he's been doing this forever. I mean, I, I mean, he joined Everclear, like, maybe not 30 years ago. I think maybe, like, maybe 26, 27, if I'm not mistaken. But, like, you know, he, and before that he was in tons of bands in Portland, you know what I mean? Like he was doing shit long before that as well. So it's like, this guy's been doing music like forever, like the good chunk of his life and professionally doing it for like 30 years now. And, uh, just talking to him and how unjaded he is and just how like, cause like, and I talked to him too. It's like, dude, like you come from, cause he's seen everything. He's, he's played Madison square garden. He's also played dive bars. You know, he's, he's toured in tour buses He's toured in a van like he's done all of it. And, he's, and you know, like we were talking about, and he's like he appreciated, you know, like when he went back to like the smaller things, he appreciated the van tours. He 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 had like a newfound like it's funny, but he did. He had like a newfound like not love, but like he lo- like he he was enjoying it, even if he was getting paid nothing to play in a dive bar. You know what I mean? Like even if he wasn't playing thousands of people making a bunch of money, this he was happier doing this. And, like, just talking about him like that, you could just tell it's like, oh, like, you genuinely love music. Like, it's not about, like, you know what I mean? It's not like he was, like, spiteful, like, oh, I got to start over after Everclear. Like, I have to try to, like, rebuild this. Like, he he was, like, so far from that. But, like, the way that the way that he has that and just, like, who just says jump into things. Like, you don't have to be perfect. Like, just jump into shit and, like, learn it. And, like, I'm like, that's how you have to do it. And, like... If someone like this, like, and I had a few people listen, like, kind of said the same thing, and, like, they, they agreed with it. It's like, if someone like that who, like, has, has sold as many records as he has and has, like, has done as much as he has, you know, he's had multiple, uh, you know, he, he's been in multiple bands that have been signed to major labels. He's played on multiple multi-platinum albums. Like, I mean, he's played with insane amounts of people, played to huge crowds and everything. Like, just very, very successful guy. And, uh, you know, in all of that you kind of talk to him and it's like, Oh, you just jump into shit. Like you don't have to know everything. Even with the music. He's like, I, I don't like, there's so many things where he's like, yeah, like I'm, I don't know a whole bunch of theory or different things. Like I'm like a rock drummer, you know, like, like, and he just kind of jumps into things. But like, I think that's so inspiring. And even lately, I feel like I've been like trying to like really kind of keep in mind, even like, like we were talking about his new record muffled tears and just how simply kept it. He's like, like I kept everything as simple as can be. Like if something sounded complex, like that was on accident. Like that was not, I was doing everything as simple as you can. And I'm kind of applying that. Like when I'm, when I'm kind of playing stuff or like writing music and stuff, kind of like, you know, fucking around on my guitar, I will keep that in mind where it's like, if you, if you start doing stuff and you overthink it and you go like, like, Oh, you, you know, adding extra chords or like having to have some kind of cadence or resolution or something, or like, just changing things up a lot. It's like, and don't get me wrong. There's a time and place for that, but there's something to be said about that simplicity and keeping a song really simple. And like, since talking to him, 
I've been thinking that about that a lot. Like like when writing like music, it's like, oh shit, like he's totally right. Like because that's where you find something more pure there, I think. You know what I mean? It's kinda like your original thought. You're not overthinking it yet. Like I mean, there's just something there's something in that. I talk about that I feel like a lot too when we have guests on, like how there's really you know, you know, like your first your first instinct or like your first take or like whatever, like a lot of times is the best. Like your original idea before getting it all mucky and adding a bunch of shit to it, like a lot of times that is your best. So like, you know, like like there is something to be said when you're like talking about that where it's like keeping it keeping it simple and very true to what your initial idea was, you know, not not taking that initial idea and then covering it with like fifty layers of things and then like you know, where you end up is like so far away from what, you know, you originally had. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I think, I think that's so helpful. Cause again, when you hear that too, from someone like that, like it also comes from when you're hearing that like advice, you know, I always think of that too. It's like, when you take advice from somebody, it's like, you got to kind of look at who they are. Like, are you taking marriage advice from someone who's, you know, been fucking remarried five times? Like maybe that's not the person who, uh, who, who can tell you how to like keep a marriage together? Like, you know, or like someone who went bankrupt, maybe not the best like financial advisor, you know, like shit like that. But like, I, I think, I think I look at that and go like, I, I hear what Greg is saying. And I mean, if someone told me that anyways, I'd agree with it, but it has even more like weight to it where I go, Oh, like, again, you've been in my record. Like I've been listening to you since I was a kid. Like, like I know, like I remember back in the day, like when radio and MTV and stuff was so big and was such a huge part of our culture and seeing him all, you know, seeing and hearing him all over both. You know what I mean? Like Everclear, definitely one of the biggest band, like definitely one of the biggest rock bands of the nineties, you know, like, I mean, sold shit tons of records on MTV constantly. I mean, there, and there's some funny ones like too, you should go on YouTube. Uh, like there's so many, like, I and I I don't know I never really I was a fuse I was a fuse kid I was never really uh, MTV was never really my thing, but like there there'd be so many like weird reality shows I've never heard of that MTV did but they'd have like bands on them and there's a bunch of old Everclear ones if you go on YouTube there's some great ones of Greg um there's one in particular I can't even remember the whole premise I watched it like a year ago but I think they like shipped the band out to like Montana or something. And I think they were like farmhands or something. I mean, like it was just like a ridiculous premise, but it was like a, a reality show on MTV. And like, but like what I'm getting at is like, again, like you think about that and like where MTV was in the late nineties, early two thousands, I mean, Greg was all over it. I mean, you know, like uh, again, like has been part of very successful bands and still like with storm large. I mean, it was funny when I interviewed him, I got off the phone with him. He's like, Oh, like, I'm sorry. Like I gotta, you know, like we're kind of talking for a minute. He's like, sorry, man, I gotta go. I'm uh, I'm late for watching uh, Storm. She's on. I, it was America's Got Talent. I think she was on, and it's like, oh fuck, like yeah, you gotta go because your singer's on like national TV. You know, like he's still like to this day just doing so much. And I'm like, again, if this guy who is playing with all these people and doing all this amazing shit is telling you that it's like, oh yeah, you should keep shit simple. You should just jump into it. You don't have to be a pro. Like you, you know, you learn trial and error and stuff. Like, I, I think you take that advice. You know, so. I've definitely uh, been taking to some of the stuff he said to a uh, heart and uh, yeah, just that, that interview. Uh, yeah. If you can't tell, I enjoyed it. It was very fun. So if you haven't heard it, uh, another one, uh, the following week after that, I mean, talk about, I've been lucky lately with drummers. I've had some legendary drummers on the show uh, this year, but even, even actually, I mean, one of my first within the first year of interviewing, like coming up, like right to like the first year of doing interviews, uh, Paul cook of the sex pistols. I mean, still another one. It was, I mean, it's like a, you can find the interview if you've never heard it. It's, it's on a, a throwback episode on the podcast feed, but I mean, it's like, like, I think an eight minute interview, you know what I mean? Like it was a very short phone interview, but still it's like, you're talking like you, you're in the sex pistols. Like you're the drummer, like you're, you're the drummer on like, I mean, one of the most influential punk records of all time. You know what I mean? Like, it's just insane. But, uh, yeah, lately I feel too, like I've been talking to a lot of legendary drummers and, uh, you know, Greg being one and then Victor DiLorenzo the following week, if you've not heard that one, uh, original Violent Femmes drummer and uh, current 1913 drummer, which, uh, really good stuff. I, I really, it, it's funny. I know I talk about it on here a lot, like night drive music. And, uh, if you go listen to the Victor episode, I played a 1913 song, uh, Arco Pizzicato. 
and uh, you can hear it on there. But like since that episode, I mean, I I've been or like you know talking to him and and then listening to 1913 after I uh, interviewed Victor. I mean, that is such a good night drive. So if you haven't heard it, it's like a 10 minute music piece. Like it's this really, it's almost, I don't, a soundscape isn't the right word, but there's like, I don't know. There's like an ambiance to it. Like it's this really, it goes some really interesting places, but it has this very like mysterious kind of looming. I don't know. It's, I, I think it's better if you listen to it. I feel like you'd understand what I mean. If you go listen to it, you kind of get like, oh, I get what what he's trying to say, but uh, it's a great night drive song. It is a really, and actually just a good song to listen to at night. It's just one of those, I don't know, there's this weird, it has this really cool kind of odd vibe to it that uh, just works really well for it. But uh, yeah, talking to Victor was really, really cool. I mean, you know, hearing, because he's another one, he's like Greg, and what I love about both of them is they do a bunch of different shit. Like, both of them are legendary drummers, but neither of them are just drummers. You know I mean? Victor, like he said... He was an actor before uh, the Violent Femmes. We didn't actually, and I was sad we didn't get into it. We were talking about it for a second before the interview, but uh, he was in radio too. I believe, I think it was college radio. Um, I could be wrong, but I think it was college radio he was in also pre-Violent uh, Femmes. And uh, we were supposed to talk about and just, I mean, we got into so many things. I mean, the interview was like, I think like 90 minutes long altogether. And, uh, you know, and longer time, I, I cut some stuff, but I mean, even just chatting with him before and after, uh, I got to talk to him for like two hours, which was amazing. But uh, yeah, uh, we had so much to talk about, so we didn't really get into his radio show. But I mean, again, like, yes, he's a drummer, but it's like this man's like acted. He's done radio. You know, he writes things. He he does. You know, he's done so many different things. Improv, too, I believe. Like, just so much music production. I mean, like, the list goes on. He just does all this different stuff, and it's like, it's so cool to hear about all that. Like I'm always, I'm always interested in that too, you know, like, and it's surprising. Cause sometimes you talk to these, uh, you, you know, like some of these musicians and they're like, Oh, it was great to talk about like some of these aspects that I never get to talk about in interviews. And it's always crazy to me. Cause it's like, I mean, I get having someone on, I mean, it's like, yeah, you know, you're most known for, you know, like a Greg with Everclear or with Victor with violent femmes. And like, don't get me wrong. We talk, I mean the whole, like I even hitting up Victor, it's like, you know, the main, the main part of that interview is the 30th anniversary of why do birds sing? But it's like, I also want to talk about, you know, what you're doing now and like other things you've done. Like, I mean, you are, you are like a living, breathing, you know, human being who's like done other things besides play drums on like, you know, the first Violent Femmes record. Like you've, you've done other things in your life, you know, I mean, and, and play, you know, not just on that, but, you know, play on the first five records and, uh, yeah, like, you know, so I love to talk about all that other stuff and, like, get into different things, you know, and just, it's very, same with that, where, like, he got to play with, like, I mean, I think he set every member of the Velvet Underground, I think, minus, like, Doug Yule. I mean, I think it was, like, the only person who, who uh, I don't think he played uh, who was in the Velvets. I mean, just really, really great stories of uh, meeting Mo Tucker and then going and touring with uh, her and Sterling Morrison and then playing on a few of Mo's uh, solo records. Like he, and I didn't realize that either. Like he had a big, like he was on a couple of her solo records. I mean, he only did one tour, but I think you said it was a long tour with her. And, uh, he played on at least two of her solo records in the nineties. Like he, he did quite a bit with her actually with her, uh, solo output. So, uh, I, th- I think it's really cool. Cause again, they're both those unconventional, like they're not a drummer who just plays like a high, you know, like plays the hi-hat snare, like, you know, Mo famously kind of used a, uh, floor tom where the hi-hat would be, and, uh, I mean, with Victor, I mean, if you've seen a play, I mean, he, like, and, and I love it, too, because he's very, he's versatile, because, like, he'll have a, you know, there's obviously some Violent Femme songs where he's playing on a, a full drum kit, including on Why Do Birds Sing, like, there's a few songs on there where he's playing on a, uh, like, Life is a Scream, and then I think one or two others, he's definitely playing a full drum kit, but it's, like, normally he's playing, like, a snare, and he has, like, a crash or something, but, like, it's really, and he kind of does that, right? I feel like what he's doing too sometimes, where like what he'd be, where he'd be playing the hi hat, he's playing the hi hat on the snare while also playing the snare on, if, if that makes sense. Um, you know, if, if you're a drummer, I think you might get what I'm saying. You also might go, this guy has no fucking clue what he's talking about. And you'd also be right. But uh, yeah, that kind of sounds like what he's doing. And uh, just another unconventional, but like legendary drummer. And, uh, and he's right too. Like if, if you go listen to it, uh, we were talking about it, and he's like, the hook in, in Blister in the Sun is basically that little, that, like, dun-dun, dun-dun, like that snare thing he does, and he's totally right. And then I started thinking about it more after, and I'm like, 
not just that song. Victor has, like, when you start looking back at Violent Femme songs, there's so many of them where the hook really the hook really isn't, like, a lyric or anything like that. It's really, like, a drum part. Like, Victor really, in a lot of songs, his drumming is just such a big, like, I mean, even, like, a little one, like, even though it's maybe not, like, the biggest part of the song, I would say Brian Ritchie's bass solo might be the best part of it, but please do not go. I mean, one of my favorite Violent Femme songs, but just him coming back in after after the uh, bass solo and shit, like, there's just so many things I can think of where it's like, there's just the part of, like, he really does, like, he, he gives a dynamic and, like, adds something to songs when he comes in all on a snare like it's not like he's playing like a neil pert drum kit like that you know what i mean like he's doing a lot with very little and uh another just legend to uh talk to and like it's so cool too another another thing we talked about um you know it's kind of it's kind of like a spark notes if you haven't heard i mean i'm just kind of talking about some of the topics if you if you've listened to it, you already know this but like also how cool it is to be in a band where you like they could, they opened for the Grateful Dead and they opened for the Ramones. Like, how many bands can do that? Like, really? Like, think about it. Like, how many bands out there? Can, like, you you can open for one or the other, but more than likely, you don't have a sound where like you're gonna be playing to both those crowds. But that's always the amazing thing too about uh, Violent Femmes is like I think the versatility of their music. Punks like them. Uh, I mean, people, people who just like pop music, I mean, like them, like, you know what I mean? Like people who just like, aren't even like, re- like you, like there's people who fucking love music and love the violent films. And there's people who like, you just listen to the radio and you know what I mean? Like appreciate blister in the sun and stuff. I mean, they may not, they may not go very deep with them, but you know, they'll at least like the things that they hear, you know, like the, the songs they will play on the radio. But like, I feel like there's so many different, like, you know, the Violent Femmes are just one of those ones where I think you hear their influence a lot of different places, and it and it is. It's like so many different people like them. You know, it, it's something that I think it's one of those bands that I think a lot of people can agree on. Like, even if you're kind of like, you know, a real holier than thou music fan, it's one of those like common grounds that I think a lot of people can find. You know, I think the Ramones do that too. Going back to the Ramones for a second, because uh, why not? Because always try to talk about the Ramones on here. And, uh, and that's another one, actually. I think I talked to the, about the Ramones in both uh, Gre- the interview with Greg Eklund and the uh, interview with Victor. We talked about uh, the Ramones in both of them. Because, again, they're just such a... Uh, and, and even going back to like, talking to Greg about the simplicity and keeping things simple, I mean, there you go, the Ramones. I mean, that they, they, they're pretty simple. You know what I mean? Like, they kept things pretty damn simple. But uh, that that was that was another fun one with uh, Victor. That was a great interview. I, I loved having him on, and uh, who knows, he may be coming on again soon. He uh, you know he he did say that he had something coming up, a, a new music project, but he couldn't really announce anything. They're going to be talking. They're going to be announcing it in October. But uh, once that comes out, he may he may be coming back on, which would be awesome. And we can also talk about his uh, his radio background and stuff. He he really. And uh, you got to go follow him. If you've not followed him yet on social media, he is such a good follow. Like on t- Twitter might be his best because every morning he just tells you how his head feels and what his coffee's like. And it's always like something just lit. Like it's so fucking funny. Like he just, he always has something that uh, is just really, I don't know. It's really clever. Like I love, he's a good sense of humor. You know what I mean? He has a really good He's like an artistic guy. He's very artistic, but has a sense of humor. You know what I mean? Sometimes you find artistic people who can do all these really cool things, but really, are, you know what I mean? Kind of like lack the sense of humor about about things or have some humility where like, no, he's like, the, and another one where it's like, dude's done a shit ton in his career, but also is just very down to earth, very cool. We'll talk about anything. Like, I mean, was was so easy I mean so easy to book him he was easy to communicate with to get him on he was you know so easy to talk to like just everything where it's like again you appreciate that even more you're like man like you know like you're like you're another one where it's like I've been I've been listening to you forever like you you played the drum you played drums on all the best violent femmes records I mean the first five records like and don't get me wrong I still like what they're doing like I still uh, play the new stuff on the radio show but I mean truth be told the best records the first five and uh specifically the first record and why the birds sing the fifth one i think those are their best two records uh hands down but uh yeah i mean victor victor has a lot to do with that it would it would be great to see them 
reunite. And I didn't ask Victor about it because I've, I've heard in interviews him kind of say that it was over for good. But I don't know. They've reunited a few times throughout the years. Um, I mean, it, it, he didn't seem like he had any – I mean, just talking to him stuff and the way he talked about the Femmes and the rest of the guys in the bands, like in the band, I don't think he really has an issue with anyone. It didn't really sound – you know what I mean? Like it just sounds like whatever reason he's not in the band, it's like nothing – you know what I mean? It's nothing major. It's like I, it's nothing that I couldn't see them – never one day getting back together you know what i mean like and maybe right now he'll say no to that but i don't think any you know what i mean i just don't think there's enough bad blood there where he wouldn't go uh you know go uh again go join uh brian and gordon at some point but uh yeah another another like i mean my god like i'm still and how cool he is too again go follow him on social media but such a nice guy too i mean i've i've uh i've kept tabs with him we've kind of kept tabs with each other on social media and uh, he's been hilarious when he because uh, really up until it, it I kind of got some things screwy because I wanted to air that uh the David McWayne interview from Big D and the Kids Table I wanted to get that out the same day that their single toy came out on the radio show so really I was supposed to air the Victor uh interview on the radio show like a week ago and uh that just kind of not, not really messed up I just kind of pushed it back but uh up I just really it just was on the radio show like a day ago from me recording this but so anyways i've been i've, I've still been promoting it a lot on on uh, twitter and everywhere we are i've been promoting it just on social media but uh he he's been great like he's been he's been so fun i should have i should have pulled something up i'm not gonna there's gonna be so much dead air with me looking for the tweets but like specifically you gotta go look on our twitter because i've retweeted them or just go or the other thing is go follow go follow us both actually if you're uh if you're feeling rad but uh you know, if you go look on Twitter, he just had such like he just such funny things when we were like promoting. He was saying the the just funniest stuff. Where like again, a very like you know does all these amazing things. You know, as a musician, a writer, an actor, and stuff. But he can still have a sense of humor. You know what I mean? Like he's still very funny. Like he he was just he was a treat. You know, he he really was. I mean, he he is definitely another one up there. Is like my God, like a legend, like I interviewed a legend, you know, it's like, it's like with Richie Ramon, just a few, which that's the other cool thing is I realized afterwards that, uh, that it was Richie who would have been playing in the Ramones when the Violent Femmes opened for them because it was, and it would have been a few months later. It was like, I think it was 1983, which was the year it was a year. If it's not 83, it was 84, whatever year Richie Ramon joined the Ramones, he joined in like February and then they did a few shows with the Violent Femmes in July of that year. So, like, he was still fresh-faced. Like, I don't even know if Too Tough to Die was out yet. They might have just been touring on that. But, uh, yeah, so that would have been – but it's funny. So, I've, I've interviewed – I don't know if anyone else opened those shows, but uh, I, I'm pretty sure I, I've interviewed everyone who played drums at those Violent Femmes and Ramon shows. And, I mean, my God, how amazing would that have been to uh, – to see them on that. I mean, that would have been the Femmes on like their first record, I think. And then, I mean, with the Ramones, I mean, with Richie, uh, if that, again, if too tough to die, didn't come out at that point, it was about to come out. And I mean, that's a great, that, uh, I talked about it. I talked about it a little bit with Richie, like when asking him, cause we were talking about animal boy when he was on, but you know, like asking him to like rank the records, he's like, it's hard to do, but like with too tough to die is like, you know, that was, that really gave some life to the band. Like the band had a few clunky records before that. And that was really a return to form of like, they return to form where it sounds like, like the uh, first couple records, you know, it's still a punk rock record, but it's like a return of like, they sound reinvigorated. Like they, you know what I mean? Like they care again, they're writing really good songs again. And uh, Richie just being an amazing fucking drummer. I mean, the more I listen to like Richie era Ramones, I go, if you, I mean, if you're talking about technicality, Richie's the best drummer the Ramones ever had. Like, if you want to talk about playing fills, being like, like, you know what I mean? Like, all of that stuff. Like, because you can have your preference. Maybe you like, like, because it also just goes off records. Like, you know, my favorite my favorite Ramones records are the ones that Tommy Ramone played on. I mean, I still love Marky and Richie, but yeah, those are probably, you know, those are my favorite. If I think of my favorite Ramones records, Tommy Ramone plays on them. But Richie Ramone, in all, in all technicality, is the superior drummer of them like of all three of them was the best drummer um you know so it, it's great to talk to him too if you haven't heard that one that came out back in uh july but uh yeah some legendary drummers lately 
it's it's been rad. It's been uh it's been good to talk to him because I'm also I played drums when I was when I was a teenager for a few years, but just kind of more fucked around. I never took lessons or anything, but like you know, I like I like talking to drummers because like I know enough about like guitar and bass and shit where like I have less questions. I mean, I like to pick people's brains about it, but it's more that where it's like I want to ask you about like your favorite guitars, this and that. Where like with drummers. I'm more interested of like, you know, like, well, you know, like how, cause it's also, it's harder to record drums in the studio. So I like to hear about that and like different, you know, like, do you change things up in the studio? Do you just keep one kit? You know what I mean? Cause like with guitar and shit, some people play 50 different guitars on a record where I'm like, you know, do, do drummers do that at all? Or is it like, you know, you just have your kit and it's like, that's it. You know, you just have it set up that one way for every song and, you know, just, I mean, that's a random one I, I think of, but you know, yeah, there's. I like talking to people who play instruments that I don't because yeah, I get to ask, you know, I, I get to be more, I'm more curious, you know, more, more than just asking questions of like, Oh, your preference, this, that, knowing what they're talking about. It's kind of like, Oh, I get educated. You know, it's a nice, it's a nice uh, learning lesson, which hopefully, hopefully you're learning something too. When uh, I ask those questions out there, I don't, maybe, maybe you'll learn a little, uh, a little theory or something, you know, never, never a bad thing for a, uh, just a little, a little theory. That's how, that always comes up too on here is like how detrimental it can be. Too much theory. I think with Ryan actually coming up the, from uh, 500 miles to Memphis, that'll be out next week. I think it was him. I can't. I mean, I, <laughs> it all. Not that they blend together, but like, like I'll think of a question I asked. And it's like I can't remember if I asked, you know, like A, B, C, or D. And I think it was Ryan. I was talking about music theory, just like how too much of it can definitely fuck someone up. Like your creativity can definitely be fucked up by it. But then again, it might've been David. I don't know if you heard the David one. You'll, if you heard it there, then it was there. If not, you'll, you'll hear us talk, talk about a theory on a next week's episode. But uh, David, another one, David McWayne of big D and the kids table. That was awesome. I've been waiting to do that for a while. Uh, I mean, shout out to sign what dummy, Great people over at that uh, record label, another reg- legendary record label. But uh, we've been, I've been talking uh, to some people over there, getting it around for a while. Uh, and then, you know, I, I not not this month, but last month, I uh, went out went out of town for a few weeks, and uh, you know, just everything else. So it kind of kept not getting pushed back. I'm just like, oh, I can't do it for a while. That was all. I mean, it really wasn't getting pushed back. I'm just like, oh, hey, I'd love to do an interview. Can we do it? You know in the, you know, like in a month or so. And, uh, I, I was excited about it for a long time. And, uh, I've been listening to big D and the kids table for, I was trying to think of it before. I, I mean, well over a decade, probably longer. And, uh, you know, just, just a legendary, a legendary Scott punk band. And, uh, you know, and I think a warp tour, they definitely jump in my head. I mean, they're one of, they're, they're definitely a warp tour band, like a band I associate with warp tour 100%. And, uh, he was, he was awesome to talk to David. He was, uh, he was so cool. It was such a, he's another one. Like, again, like, couldn't it ask for someone who you've been listening to forever, like to be cooler, you know, like you, you can't ask for more. It's like, I mean, you really hope. And really, I've, I've never, I got to tell you, I don't think I've ever had anyone, I mean, on this show. And even, I, I mean, you've, I've had just about every interview I've ever done on this show, but I mean, I've done a few different interviews too, like on, uh, on other radio stations and shit. And I've, I think I've been lucky the last like five years that I've been doing interviews because I've really not had anyone who's like a real fucking asshole. Like I've really, I can't, there's no one I could bad mouth. And I really probably wouldn't, to be honest, I probably wouldn't really actually sit here and bad mouth anyone anyways, even if that was the case, even though I'm, I like shit talking, that might be too much start shit talking prior guests who are like, you know, assholes, but there really, there really weren't any. And it's like, I think that's the coolest thing is like, you know, cause so many people I have on, I've been listening to forever and I go like, it's so great when you talk, like they're so fucking nice and just really easy to talk to and stuff, including when you have like, like one with, uh, you know, including with David, I feel like we kind of had a conversation too, where it's like, I get to interview him. Well, it was a kind of just bullshit and talk, you know what I mean? Like, so it feels more genuine than him just maybe, you know what I mean? Cause people will be like, okay. You're going to be a little nice on a, on a, you know, interview. You're going to try to, you're going to try to be nice. You know, you don't, you don't want to look bad, but, uh, then you'll get people on who are just, you know, David being one who it's like, but it's, it's genuine. You know what I mean? You can tell it's not just someone who 
is being nice because he knows he's being recorded and, you know, it's going to be like on a radio show and a podcast. It's like, you can tell he's genuinely that, but he was nice. I mean, it was only, it was literally for a few seconds, but I mean, even meeting at warp tour years ago, I mean, he was just a very, just a really cool dude. Just very, very nice. But, uh, another really cool interview and I'm excited for that to come out. Do your art for, uh, I've, I've heard it. I I've heard the, uh, the record and shout out to side one dummy for sending me a CD. Very, very, very early. I've, I've been able to hear it like a month in advance, which, uh, is just awesome, but it's a great record. It is really good. It is really fun. And, uh, I think people are going to enjoy it. So I'm excited for it to come out. Um, I I'm trying to remember, I, I guess I don't know all the albums that come out next month, but I know a few good ones and going back to 500 miles to Memphis. Uh, and you'll hear more about it next week. But uh, they have a new record coming out next month, too, that I've also heard all of and just really, really good. Like the front to back, really solid. But uh, this month itself, we uh, we had some good music come out, which uh, was very, very cool. And with that, I will give you a, a little rundown here of some of the new music of uh, September 2021. A really good one just came out last week, and uh, it was a surprise release, which actually I think her last solo record was a surprise release as well. But Laura Jane Grace put out a new one, At War with the Silverfish EP. Face to Face put out a new one, No Way Out But Through. Really good, and I gotta say, I really like the album artwork. Like, if you haven't seen it, there's just something about it I really, I really like it. It's like, it it legit might be my favorite cover of theirs. And actually, they have some pretty cool covers, but uh, I really like that one. Really, really good one came out, and uh, I might, I, I think this might have swapped. I mean, Partner would still be like number three, but I think this might have like crept into the into like my second favorite album of the year. But uh, Sincere Engineer, Bless My Psyche, I've been waiting for that one since uh, Ron Bithian came out four years ago. Has uh, been I've been so excited for it, and I did not disappoint. Uh, Deanna and company all did amazing. I mean, really good. The music, the musicianship on it is really really good i mean just like such a solid including like the rhythm section just really really goddamn good and uh deanna's lyrics and i i love her voice and uh just really good stuff i uh i i yeah I, i'm gonna say so i mean fuck art still my number one i'm gonna say this is this is right now sitting at like my number two of the year and uh i've been it was also a very anticipated record and uh, did not disappoint they uh they did not hit the sophomore slump on that one i'll play you something off that here in a minute but uh more new music angels and airwaves put out a new one life forms and uh i was in i was in my uh i mean the the good old group chat with uh with zach and kyle i mean you know them you love them if you listen to the show and uh funny enough our top five blink 182 or yeah top five blink 182 songs episode is like it's been getting a lot of actually it consistently gets downloaded and uh I, I don't know. It's like lately it's it's hidden some numbers which uh is quite baffling. Not <laughs> yeah, it is kind of baffling. Uh I mean I enjoy it, but I'm just like I'm I'm flattered that uh that, that many people are listening to me, Zach and Kyle just being dumbasses for like three hours. But uh I, I had fun with that. But anyways, our group chat uh in there I think it was Kyle, or maybe it was Zach, I don't know, one of them sent a song off the New Angels and Airwaves record and I got to be honest, I don't remember what one it was. I did not like it at all. I'm like, this doesn't sound like Ava. It sounds weird. I'm like, I'm not a, I'm not a fan at all. And then I listened to, uh, I think Kyle sent another one. I think it's called Automatic. And it was like, holy shit, like this song's amazing. And then I started listening to more and I'm like, why would you send whatever that first song was? I'm like, why'd you send that first? You sent like the worst song on the record. The rest of these songs aren't bad at all. And, uh, yeah, I got to say, I mean, I, I had, uh, I mean, I like Angels and Airwaves, but I'd be lying if I said I, like, you know, keep up to date a whole lot with them and, like, pay attention every time, you know, they release something. So, like, I kind of forgot this was coming out. I, I, I vaguely remembered. Like, I knew something was coming out. I, I didn't realize it was coming out this month. But uh, after listening to it, actually, you, you should definitely go check it out. I think, And Tom's voice sounds pretty damn good. It's actually – there's some there's some really solid stuff on there. I would I would definitely say – Actually, even if you're not like a conventional uh, Angels and Airwaves fan and you just like Tom DeLong, I'd go check it out because some of the stuff they do doesn't sound straight up like Ava, but uh, it's still really good. So that's another one that came out. A uh, deluxe edition album came out this month, Newfound Glory, with Forever and Ever, Times Infinity and Beyond, the deluxe edition of uh, last year's full length. 
before that or not before i feel i feel like i'm on the radio show before that um but no another one that came out this month andrew wk god is partying that is a that is such a great uh and very fitting title for an andrew wk record big d and the kids table put out a new single toyed which uh i mean if you've not heard that uh david mcwain episode yet we play toyed for you really really good song excited for the rest of that coming out next month do your art on october 22nd um Amol and the Sniffers with Comfort to Me. That came out. Good one right there. 500 Miles to Memphis with a new single, A Pound of Flesh. I really like that one, and uh, we'll be playing that for you next week. We should go check it out before that. Uh, Third Eye Blind with a new one, Our Band Apart. Hawthorne Heights with a new one, The Rain Just Follows Me. And, uh, like, I thought I was going to like it, but, my God, I, I like this record even more than I was expecting because there's a lot of like like Hawthorne Heights, and I mean this is a huge compliment. Like there's so many bands from like the era that I was listening to Hawthorne Heights that I just don't listen to anymore. There's a lot of bands kind of in that vein of Hawthorne that like, and nothing bad. It's just you know you kind of grow, you listen to different things. Hawthorne Heights is one who I will I I always look forward to the to a new album. I always you know I always check up what they're doing and uh, you know keep up with them and everything. And and they keep they keep things interesting. Like I mean being in a band for being a band as long as they've been a band and uh, this far in now, still writing this great of records and everything. And uh, and another thing, too, is JT, uh, his voice, I think, has gotten better throughout the years. Like a lot of people, their voices, they start to lose it as they get older. JT's voice has gotten, I swear it's gotten more youthful and it's gotten better throughout the years. Like he's become a better and better singer with time. Like, you know, I mean, he's like, I think he's like 40 something now. And, uh, yeah, I, I think he sounds better than he did at 20-something. Like, at 40-something, he sounds better, I, I think, than he did, like, 15 years ago. So, uh, really good. We'll play something off that, too, here in a second. And uh, Common Sage put out a new one, It Lives and It Breathes. And we're going to play something off that right now. So, we're going to get into our uh, little block of new music for you for the month. And uh, kicking it off right now, here is Common Sage with Sour right here on the September 2021 rundown of the Power Chord Hour podcast. Like 
right here on your september rundown of the power court hour podcast that was a new one from sincere engineer coming in last off their excellent new record bless my psyche before that was hawthorne heights featuring william ryan key of a yellow card and that was seafoam one of my favorite songs off the new record the rain just follows me maybe i don't know for sure i mean i haven't asked him yet he was supposed to be on earlier in the year and just i mean my god they were pretty busy they put two records out this year but uh, hopefully sometime soon, maybe JT or uh, probably JT because uh, I've already hit him up, like I said earlier in the year. But uh, I probably have him on again once they – I know they're on tour right now, so I was kind of waiting till uh, all that stuff winds down and he has a little downtime. But uh, I, I would love – I mean, I feel like he just gets brought up on the show constantly just because he's a cool guy and has, like, gotten me into a bunch of, like, cool music and different, like, shit. But uh, he would be a great guest. Like, he would be such a fun guest on this show. And I love the new record so much. So, I mean, I have tons of stuff I could talk to him about. So, uh, who knows? Maybe, maybe like, the next month or so, JT on the show. I don't know. But it would be it would be a really good time. He is a, uh, a good dude. And definitely go check out their new record, The Rain Just Follows Me. I love it because it's a blend. It's the perfect blend of heavy and catchy. Like, you know, like, there are, there are hooks. There's melody. But there's also breakdowns and screaming and shit. Like... They do it very, as they've always as they've always been pretty good at that, but uh, I think I think on this one they really blend it in a really really good way. So go check that out. And opening up that block of music was Common Sage with Sour off their brand new record. It lives and it breathes. All three of those are uh, records that just came out this month. So uh, go check them out. You got some new music to check out before uh, October hits here. But as we wind down this episode of the Power Chord Hour podcast, I do have a few pieces of music news for you. And uh, a very good one, we'll start with a good one, Australian punk band The Chats just finished up recording a brand new record with producer Cody McWaters, and the band posted on their Instagram, finished recording our new record with Cody McWaters yesterday, and it sounds shit hot, <laughs> which uh, I, it's a good quote, I think that means it's going to be good. And uh, this record is going to be the follow-up to their first full-length record, High Risk Behavior, which came out last year in uh, March of 2020, right before uh, covid And uh, no news on the release date, but the band is set out on an Australian tour. And, uh, you know, like they said, they got that record done. So I would say, well, I guess it is September going into October. I bet bet it's going to be like a a 2022 release. But uh, I'm very excited for that. If you've never listened to the chats, Smoko, which I didn't know it, like Smoko was like like a viral hit. And I I had never even heard it. And then just randomly uh, when they put out, because they have a few EPs out, but when they put out that new album, I don't even remember what was going on. I might have just saw it somewhere, but uh, went and checked them out. I was like, oh, my God, this band rules. And, uh, yeah, I've I've loved them ever since. They're really just really good punk band. I think they're pretty – I think they're fairly big over in Australia. I mean, I don't – and as I say that, I don't know the size venues and stuff, but I think they do pretty well over there. I don't don't know how well – Known they are over here in the states, um, you know, like they're even like if you want, like if you're listening to this in the states, you want know, to go check them out. I don't even think you can get CDs and shit. I mean, you can, but you're gonna have to you're gonna have to get them from Australia. Uh, most of that I think is just digital here, but a really good band and uh, just really fun, you know, punk rock where it's just like it doesn't take itself seriously, but it's like still pretty clever and uh, has I, I would say like Black Flag punk, like and that's what I like about it, it has like a real kind of throwback to like early eighties, hardcore punk in my opinion, and uh, works really well while also being a lot more probably tongue in cheek than, uh, though black flag had their jokes on, you know what I mean? Like black flag had a sense of humor, so I shouldn't entirely say that, but uh, I would definitely say the chats have more of a sense of humor, but, uh, just a really fun, like party band, just one of the, one of those bands that just puts you in a good mood if you uh, put them on. But, uh, I thought, I mean, their EPs that are out are great. And I thought that was a great high risk behavior, was a, a really good debut for them, so I'm excited to hear what this next one uh, is like. And I do believe I do believe them when they say it's shit hot. I I do have to believe the chats that uh, they probably made another good fucking record because uh, that's what they do. And again, like I mean, I, I think they're fairly big. You know, again, kind of big, fairly big, whatever over in Australia. Don't know how big they uh, are over here in the states. I mean, I actually, you know what? I think they were supposed to tour here last year before COVID hit. I could be wrong, but I think they were supposed to play, and then obviously all that uh, happened. But uh, yeah, hopefully this time when they uh, release this next one, a, a global pandemic won't won't start like a week after after it's released. But uh, moving on, on a little more uh, somber note, but something I want to spread the word on, a GoFundMe has been created for Phoenix TX bassist Adam Lewis 
who is uh, sadly currently battling with pancreatic cancer, and uh, he is doing chemo and could really use the help with medical bills. And uh, the band posted a GoFundMe link online and asked fans to spread the word and let people know where they can go and uh, help out if they would like. And you can go donate at GoFundMe.com slash help Adam Lewis beat cancer. And uh, I definitely want to spread the word on that. I mean, I, I love Phoenix TX. Adam has been, I mean, I think he might be their original bass player. I don't know for sure, but I want to say, I want to say he's been there since the very beginning, like since the River Phoenix days. And uh, just extremely sad. I mean, you know, uh, speedy recovery to him and everything. I mean, he has a wife, he has kids, and, uh, you know, hopefully all this works and he can get healthy and everything. You know, very, very sad and uh, scary stuff. Just like a few years ago, I mean, actually a few years ago, I think at this point it was probably like six or seven years ago, but Will, the, uh, you know, the, the singer of Phoenix TX, he had a stroke. And, uh, you know, I think he had a, a fairly bad one. But I got to say, I saw him... However long after that stroke, it probably had to be the first uh, shows back uh, with Phoenix TX. They did a tour with Unwritten Law in 2016. I mean, I, I, I think that's like the first tour he did since uh, having a stroke. And he he killed it. You would have no clue. I mean, he like his his uh, speech. I mean, even just physically, like his face, like you would you have zero clue. Like he, uh, you know, thankfully got through all that really good. So hopefully uh, all good for uh, Adam as well. I know it's kind of a different thing, but. You know, just another really kind of debilitating, uh, terrible disease. And, uh, yeah, hopefully he beats it and uh, all is well. But, yeah, if you got a few bucks to uh, donate, I mean, I don't have to tell you. That gets very, you know, although those medical costs are expensive. And, uh, you know, having a wife and kids and everything doesn't make it easier either. So, uh, yeah, if you want to go help him out, again, GoFundMe.com slash help uh, Adam Lewis beat cancer. So, uh, yeah, go check that out. And uh, even if you can't, just tell tell uh, other people as well. I'm, I'm sure uh, – any Phoenix TX fans out there would uh, like to know that and uh, help out if they can. And one more piece of news for you. I won't leave on a somber note, a, uh, a much better note, but uh, more new music coming our way. Husker Du bassist Greg Norton, Jamie Oliver of the UK Subs, and Finney McConnell of the Mahones have started a brand new punk band called Ultra Bomb. And uh, earlier this month, the band was recording their debut album. It is titled Time to Burn. And uh, they were recording in a studio in Berlin, Germany, which is very, very cool. And uh, the band is hitting the ground running with this upcoming record, as well as an upcoming Canadian tour. And uh, you can find all the information on tour dates, keep up with the process of the album, of the uh, record. And they are, uh, they're just at Ultra Bomb Music on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, it's crazy. I mean, this band got like announced. I don't know how long they've been working on things, but the Ultra Bomb got announced, I think, earlier this month. Uh, either late last month or early this month, they like even announced that they were a band. And then uh, earlier this month, they were talking about you know they're out there recording that record. But like already, they have they have. Uh, if you're listening to this around, you know, if you're listening around Jamestown or you know, kind of in this area, they're actually playing Hamilton, Ontario. Uh, shout out Dirty Nail, home of the Dirty Nail. But uh, yeah, they're playing up there in like I think I think it might be October, if not October, November. But uh. That's just a few hours. That's just a few hours from here. I don't. I don't know what border restrictions are right now. Like if there's if there's restrictions or not. But uh, they're playing. That's really not too far from here. And uh, I think playing most of Canada. So really. And again, I don't know what border restrictions are. But even if you're in the U.S., uh, I think the way they're. You know, it's one of those things where it's like hell. If you're in like Washington or whatever, you can probably go. They're probably really only playing a few hours from you. They're just playing over in Canada. But uh, really cool. I'm excited for it. If you uh, if you've ever heard the band Porcupine, which I've I've talked about on here and I play on the radio show, uh, they're a great Minneapolis band, originally from Wisconsin. I can't remember where in Wisconsin, but um, Greg Norton was the bass player in there in that band for the last couple years. He wasn't their original, but he replaced their old bass player, played on their EP, and uh, played live with them for a couple years. I got to catch them a few times in Minneapolis when I lived up there. They're absolutely amazing live. But uh, anyway. It only came out, like, I think a couple months ago at this point that uh, Greg was no longer in Porcupine, as well as, and I apologize, I can't remember his name, but also the uh, the drummer. Both of them were, I don't I don't know if they quit or were replaced. Like, I don't really know what was on, what was going on, but it was kind of, a, you know what I mean? They were kind of quiet for a while and then kind of announced later on, like, they were uh, doing a new Porcupine lineup. So Greg was out of that, but it was very cool to see not too long after that was announced that uh, Ultra Bomb was announced so it's cool to see that he's still continuing music because i was wondering at first I was, I was bummed at like 
he's out of Porcupine. Porcupine's still great. I mean, they were great even before Greg. I mean, they're a band I'll still definitely keep listening to. But uh, I was I was wondering if Greg was going to continue with music, and he is. I mean, already they're uh, they're jumping into this. So again, very cool. They're gonna we're gonna have a full length here pretty soon. Have a tour and everything. So check out Ultra Bomb. I mean, that is kind of like a. I mean, that is a punk rock super group too. I mean, with the Mahones, Husker Du, and the UK Subs, that is a uh, that is quite a powerhouse. It's very cool. And uh, speaking, actually speaking of Porcupine, um, Greg Eklund talking about our uh, guest earlier this month. He was playing on some uh, some new Porcupine music we talked about in our interview. And funny enough, before I recorded started recording this, I was looking on Facebook, and uh, he just he just shared a, a picture of him in the studio playing drums on a Porcupine track. So uh, it looks like he's playing more than just uh, I I don't know how much he's playing. I don't I don't think he's like their drummer or anything like that. But it looks like he's playing even more than uh, it seemed like when I interviewed him. You know, he said he was playing a little bit, but today it looks like he's back in the studio. So very cool. So that means uh, on both accounts, we'll get some new music from Greg with Ultra Bomb and uh, some new Porcupine coming up with uh, with some Greg Eklund, which would be pretty damn cool. But uh, both bands, very cool to go check out. And uh, I'm excited to hear what Ultra Bomb, you know, you kind of, it's interesting too, because they really, I don't think there's any snippets out there of what they sound like. So it's all just kind of up in the air. They're a punk band. I mean, they've they've said that. But, uh, you know, I'm excited for what the sound is. You know, I'm excited to see what it, what it sounds like. I'm sure it will be great. And uh, definitely a band you want to go see live. Because I got to tell you, seeing uh, seeing Greg Norton uh, doing, just playing bass in Porcupine was fucking nuts. I mean, he was, he still was jumping around like a madman on that stage at, at like 61 years old. I mean, the man, man's in his early 60s and is still up there like, because he was always, I mean, Husker Du, the most energetic, I mean, the ener- most energetic person on that stage. That's who you're watching. If you go watch like old Husker Du live videos, you're watching Greg Norton jumping around like a fucking madman. Like that's what you're doing. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, they sound great too, but visually you're watching him jumping around and stuff. And he still does that. Like that man, the, I mean, he is aged incredibly well uh, too. Like you look at a picture of him and you go, that man's a, like, again, that man's in his sixties. Like you would, you would never think it. And, uh, yeah, so that is awesome that he's, he's also, I mean, he went for, I mean, I think literal decades without really being in music. He was, he was, uh, I believe he owned a restaurant somewhere in Minnesota, maybe in Duluth. It wasn't in the twin cities. I don't think, but, uh, I think he's done a lot of that. I think he did a lot of like restaurant stuff and, uh, up until porcupine, I think he was kind of quiet in music for a while, but it's cool to see him doing that. I know he played with the posies again. He's, it's really cool. He's played with the posies a few times. In the last few years, he uh, played with them when they played the Turf Club like three or four years ago. They did some Husker Du songs. And then uh, a few months ago, they were, maybe like a month or two ago, the Posies were playing a show in I think like Washington. And uh, Greg Norton got up there. I don't know what he was doing there, but he, he got up there and played some uh, a Husker Du or two song with them, which is just so fucking cool. Because, I mean, the Posies, amazing musicians, they can, they can cover a Husker Du song really, really well. And then to have Greg Norton on there, just really fucking cool. It's kind of funny going along with that too. I uh, I said it not too long ago on Twitter, but I kind of felt like an idiot. But the song Grant Hart, the Posey song Grant Hart about you know who's produced Grant Hart, obviously. Um, I mean, I loved that song for a few years now. It was kind of the song that got me into the Posies, but it was only recently I started listening and going, "Holy shit, they got Bob Mold's guitar tone down on that song." I never thought of it. Like, there's the whole song, but there's even like those specific parts where it just like. Like right after, right after the verses, there's that part where it's just kind of an instrumental, and uh, like the, the the thrashing guitar and that tone and everything is just spot on Bob Mold. Like they got it so perfectly. So uh, yeah, I mean, if you want to see a band covering Husker Du with a member of Husker Du, it's the Posies. I I would love I'd love to see some Posey Du and uh, Posies Du. I I don't know I don't know how you would uh, pronounce that. But it is something I want to see. So very cool. I thought I would share that. That'd be kind of a nice way to go out. Uh, you know, a, a legend there, Husker Du, bass player, uh, still making some great music. So I'm excited for Ultra Bomb. I'm sure I'll talk about it more when they put out some music, and I'm sure I'll play it on the radio show and everything. But uh, yeah, that is going to be it for the September 2021 rundown. I want to thank you so much for checking out this episode of the podcast. If you want to follow us online, and I would appreciate that, we are at Power Chord Hour on Twitter, on Facebook, and on Instagram. Go follow us on there if you would. We are, uh, go rate and subscribe to the podcast. Uh, that would, I really appreciate that, including on iTunes. You go on there and leave a nice little review. 
Uh, that would be really, really appreciative or I, not appreciative. I'd be appreciative of it. And uh, if you want to hit me up, PowerCordHour at gmail.com. I have free PowerCord Hour stickers. I'd love to send you some. That is also basically our song request line for the radio show. If you want to send in a request, a song you want to hear on the radio show, uh, hit me up, PowerCordHour at gmail.com. I'll play something for you. And uh, speaking of the radio show, listen to uh, new episodes every Friday night, 10 Eastern to midnight on 107.9 WRFA in Jamestown, New York. Stream that shit online, WRFALP.com. And, uh, yeah, every Friday night, new ones for you. And, uh, man, what else? Um, also, you know, I mean, I, I've thrown it out once or twice, but I always forget about it because I'm very bad at this. But, uh, you know, sponsors, if they're if you're listening and you ever have something that you're, like, looking to, uh, you know, like if you have a, if you have like a brand or like a product or something and you're looking to promote it, I mean, definitely, uh, we do sponsors on here. I don't do them a lot just cause I'm lazy at like going and, uh, finding them and everything, but, uh, yeah, taking the steps to do it. But yeah, I mean, if you're listening, you have something, I mean, I, I'll do it. You know, it, it's, it's pretty damn cheap. I'll tell you, I will tell you that, you know, get a hold of me again, powercordhour@gmail.com. But, uh, if you want to sponsor an episode of the show, uh, it'll be, it'll be cheap as hell. And, uh, and I won't even curse during the ad read, you know, uh, I won't even, I won't even say fuck. So that's, that's pretty big, but yeah, hit, hit me up. If you, uh, if you would like your fine product to be featured on this fine show, what a pairing, <laughs> what a, what a pairing that would be. But, uh, yeah, I think that's about it next week. We got Ryan from 500 miles to Memphis. I'm excited. I'm pretty new to the band. I gotta be honest. They've been a band for, uh, I mean, damn, almost 20 years. And, uh, I've just discovered them like back in July, heard them for the first time. And, uh, I love them. I've been listening to them a ton. So, uh, you know, if you want to get ready for that interview next week, if you haven't heard them, they're a, a great Cincinnati band. So, uh, go check out 500 miles to Memphis and we'll be talking to Ryan next week, talking about their upcoming record and a whole bunch of other cool stuff. But yeah, I think, uh, that is it. I'm out of words. I'm out of shit to say. So uh, we'll end there for the Power Court Hour podcast. I'm Anthony Merchant. Thank you so much for listening.